0: Thank you for tuning into The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston Welch,
1: welcome back to the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Houston Welch, and we're back again with uh, my good brother and God's servant, Andy Irwin. And previously, we discussed with you the, the restoration movement and and individuals wanting to uh, to keep the simple plea of, of restoring New Testament Christianity and, and trying to draw unity out of that out of that plea. And then we discussed the the idea of mentorship with one another and and. and Today we want to discuss uh, false doctrine. And false doctrine is certainly something that that uh, pains the world today. Lies in general, but when we come to to spiritual truths and spiritual error, I believe that that's more important than any any uh lie that anybody could tell uh, that has a has a physical consequence. Um so Andy, what are some of the most common uh False doctrines or errors that w- that we see today in 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 modern Christendom. Well,
2: um, it's it's interesting you uh, you asked that question. I'm I'm working on a a study right now. I think I think I am I have narrowed it down to thirteen where we're going to try to do it in a quarterly type of a a book where uh, thirteen, you know pretty common uh, false doctrines and misunderstandings about New Testament uh, Christianity. Um, You know, there are denominational uh, organization uh, structures to the church that are just uh, need to be corrected and need to be answered. Uh, When you look at uh, the papacy or you want to talk about uh, a Presbyterian form of church government Mm -hmm. or Episcopal form of church government, so you would want to call people back to what the bible says, you know, about uh, elders being over every congregation, every congregation standing independent, autonomous, self-governing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh that would certainly be one that that you would want to
1: talk about. Um well well let's, mm-hmm. let's take a moment. And let's talk about the uh the 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 papacy, the mm-hmm. you're talking about the the catholic church particularly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the and the um how how the authorities are are set up Mm -hmm. there and and going from from the pope or the papa as i like to say Mm -hmm. being being the head of the catholic church Mm -hmm. and then you have the archbishops the cardinals Mm -hmm. and the the bishops and and going on down to fathers and reverends etc so what what's wrong with the idea of that why why what 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 is wrong with having uh, the Pope and, and the, the central theme mm-hmm. of the Catholic Church.
2: Yeah, well, when, with all of this, what you want to do is you want to go back and say, okay, you know, where in the Bible do I find blank? You know, whether we're talking about the Pope or Cardinals or, uh, you know, presbyters or, you know, like the Greek Orthodox Church has their patriarchs and so on and so on. Look, the the point that we always, always draw back to is, where in the Bible do I find X, Y, or Z? And so, when we're taking a look at uh, something like the, the the Pope, you know, again, you know, where do I find that? And uh, of course, uh, they want to claim that Peter was the first one, and you know, and uh, again, I mean, if you want to, you know, answer them on that. First Peter five, uh, he. He refers to himself as an elder, as one of you, Yeah, yeah. you know, as being one of his fellow elders, not as being above them, not as being beneath them. It's interesting, you know, uh, with the eldership, um, Paul's charge to the elders, you know, feed the church of God, which he has made you overseers. And, uh, that's not, it's not that one man was made an overseer they were all as a group made overseers and so you know it always comes back to you know what does the bible say and and let's take a look at the biblical uh form of church organization
1: let's do what the bible says yeah well you you were talking about peter and and, and their claim of peter being the the first pope well uh, nowadays they claim that the pope cannot be married and as long as or as well as their their bishops and cardinals and archbishop etc going on down the line and one of the qualifications we read about uh for an elder which peter was an elder first peter chapter five uh was that they had to be the husband of one wife first mm-hmm. Timothy chapter three and we know that that Peter did have a wife, not only from first uh, first Peter chapter five, but also Jesus healed Peter's mother in law. Yeah. Uh, So, and also the the uh, on one occasion. So the the word pope and the reason why I made jest of of calling it the or calling him the the papa is because the word pope is is a Latin for papa, Papa, Mm -hmm. uh, which is is father. Yeah. And what did Jesus uh, say in regards to in regards to that. And he said, call no man master on the earth. He also said, call no man, your father on the earth. And it's almost as if there was some, um, some, some divine wisdom and foreknowledge going into that, into that statement.
2: Well, the very idea that a man could be head over the church, you know, that that's a slap in the face to to Christ. And it's something, you know, it is something we ought to take uh, very seriously and we ought to be, you know, willing to, uh, Come to some. Now Jesus has not only forbid the glory that you give to this man. Scripture forbids the office and the title that you give to this man. The idea uh, that Jesus is going to relinquish being head over the church uh, to this man that you can't find in Scripture. You know, relinquishing the act of relinquishing his authority, which you can't find in Scripture, to a man or an office that you can't find in Scripture over a church that you can't find in Scripture, you see, with an authority that you can't find in Scripture. I mean, this is, you know, the the whole thing. I mean, there's not even a bit of it that's biblically based. But that's why um, they have to have two, you know, what they call the two streams of authority. You have the Bible and you have a, a, a tradition, divine mm-hmm. tr- tradition. But, you know, Houston, what's interesting, Catholics with their tradition, their magisterium, they call it, they do exactly, exactly what the Pharisees did. Mm-hmm. The Pharisees had an oral tradition, an oral rabbinical interpretation of the old law. Now whenever the old law contradicted their tradition, their interpretation, they kept the tradition. That's why Jesus said in Matthew fifteen, Mark seven, he said, You make void, you know, the, the law of God by your traditions. Okay? Now, what do the Catholics do? They come along with their tradition, and they make void not the old law, but the new law, the gospel. And so when it comes to it, and you have uh, the choice of either serving uh, God according to the inspired word uh, or their tradition, well, it's always going to be their mm-hmm. tradition first. Yeah. And then, they, so, well, how do you justify that? Oh, because the church, the church is the keeper of the word church is the one who tells you what the word means it's the church oh okay now where do i find that in scripture you see it just yeah
1: and know. and and going back to to the the first episode that we recorded uh with Andy this season he referenced um a few individuals William uh Tindall I believe was was one of them mm-hmm. and and a lot of these individuals they they made they became martyrs for getting the word into the hands of the people because the Catholic Church wasn't allowing it. They were yeah. keeping it. They were hoarding it for themselves because then they could, of course, yeah, manipulate okay. what what people heard, what the people knew of God's word. And William Tyndall
2: was, you know, famous for telling a Catholic priest that uh, he would see to it that the boy that drives the plow would know more of the scriptures than him, mm-hmm. and he did. Yes, you know, you yes. think about it, guys like, uh, you know, Gus Nichols. He got out there with it behind his his mule and his plow. And he'd go down one furrow, and he'd memorize a verse all the way to the end. Then he'd turn it back around come back the other Mm -hmm. way, and he'd memorize the next verse. Yeah. You know, memorize the whole New Testament. A man knew more of the scriptures than any priest living today or, you know, probably ever, I guess. And uh, so Tyndall's word
1: came true, didn't it? Yeah. So if you you happen to be a Catholic listening, um, we're not meaning this— to, to cause any harm to anybody. We're, but we're we're simply trying to to, to state what God's word says and, and point out the fallacies in men's um judgment and and men men's doctrines, et cetera. And we could we could talk about the Catholic Church longer with the papacy, et cetera. But um you also mentioned uh one being um the 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 Presbyterian uh, yeah, sure. denomination and and kind of how they're they're set up and and the word presbytery is is a biblical word. It means uh, eldership. Mm-hmm. Um, a presbyter is an elder, and an elder, an overseer, uh, a bishop, etc. Et biblically, biblically speaking, what's what's wrong um, with the way that that with that's set up?
2: Well, they take it a, another level. You know, um, it's a situation where you you know, if you left it at presbyters on the local level, uh, you would you would be biblical. But when you choose a representative from among your presbyters mm-hmm. uh, to go to a uh, council, a synod, or however you want to call it, uh, and, you know, determine doctrine or policy for the church, now you're doing something that's beyond the realm of scripture, you see. So, um, again, each congregation is autonomous. Each congregation stands or falls, according to, um and and you think about it, apostasy is limited this way in God's wisdom. Um, fable could get off the rails. That doesn't mean friendship has to. But if we're all governed by the mm-hmm. same presbytery, all the devil's got to do is take take that synod down. Exactly. See?
1: Yeah, and that, and that's what we see. This and then morning, it
2: takes all the churches
1: underneath. Yeah, them. that's what we see uh, with with the churches of Christ and and the wisdom of God and the way that they're set up is that we see a lot of of. Of erring brethren, and mm-hmm. you you might pass by a building that has that holds the name Church mm-hmm. of Christ of wherever, mm-hmm. and then you walk in and they do not practice the things yeah. which we read about in the New Testament. And because they don't, I mean that's their decision, but it doesn't have any
2: bearing on friendship exactly. or what's Exactly, every congregation yep. stands autonomous, and that's the way it was in Scripture. Now, um, let me say too on the matter of you know like mentioning you know Catholics friends and Presbyterian friends or whomever it may be listening, does it, the the point that we want to drive home, let me ask a question, does it matter what you believe? Does it matter? Does it matter what you do? Now, we're emphasizing the fact that yes, indeed it does. And, you know, there are verses of Scripture, one that stands out to me, Galatians 1, you know, Paul says, well, if I or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which you've received, let him be accursed. Obviously, doctrine mattered to Paul. You remember, uh, even in Romans 16, well, if a man come and he's gonna uh, bring another doctrine, teach a divisive doctrine, well, you need to mark him and you need to withdraw from him. Um, doctrine matters, obviously. Uh, John, think about John, Second uh, John 9 through 11. You know, if a man come, bring not the doctrine of Christ, he hath not God. Don't welcome him into your house. Don't bid him Godspeed, take care of his evil deeds. Does it matter what we believe, what we teach, what we practice? Sure it does. And it always has. And okay. so if if we're teaching something, believing something, practicing something that's not in the Bible, well, listen, I mean, you know, guys, that's that's your decision. I can't stop you. I can't force you, drag you, manipulate you to to doing something other than that, that's your free will to decide and determine what you're going to do. But I ask you candidly, um, are you prepared to go to the judgment day, believing and teaching and practicing something that you can't find in the Bible? When Jesus himself said, the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge Mm -hmm. him in the last day. So these are very serious matters. Anytime we talk about, you know, what we're going to teach and practice in the name of, of God i to give you another verse. You know, Jesus said in Luke 6, 46, why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the mm-hmm. things that I say. And you remember that, the judgment scene in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, verse 21, mm-hmm. you know, many in that day are going to cry unto me, Lord, Lord. And uh, he said, uh, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father in heaven. And uh, many are going to cry, Lord, Lord, have not prophesied in thy name and cast out demons, done many wonderful works out Profess on them depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. So, uh, you know, Paul, Second uh, uh, Thessalonians, those that believed a lie had uh, um, and and uh, had pleasure in unrighteousness. They believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So, does it matter what you believe? Absolutely. Does it matter what you teach? Sure, it does. Does it matter what you do? Absolutely. Yeah. So if it's if it's not in
1: Scripture, why would you stake your your immortal soul. Yeah, well Well. coming coming at that mm-hmm. those two from a logical perspective, doesn't matter what we believe, doesn't matter what we do. Uh, not many people would dispute whether or not what we do matters. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we most people understand that if we go out here and hit somebody in the back of the head that that certainly that it matters what we do in mm-hmm. regards to that, whether you know shouldn't do it to begin mm-hmm. with. But then when it comes to the question, does it matter what we believe? A lot of people say, well, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Mm -hmm. Or that that in regards to this book, that there Mm -hmm. are many different um, interpretations. Exactly, And so that we God has given us, and this is what people, the way that people conclude is that God has given us the um, privilege of believing things the way that we want to. (laughs) But if it matters what we do, our beliefs dictate the things that we do. Mm. And so by logic, logically, by conclusion, it matters what we believe because it matters what we do. Sure. And well, and
2: I mean, listen, whoever, whoever has told you that and I'm speaking to our listening audience, whoever has told you that it doesn't matter what you believe. And it's all just a matter of interpretation and any interpretation is acceptable to God. You, you need to go back again. I'm just telling you, Friends, you've got to read your Bible because the Bible does not say that. As a matter of fact, the Bible speaks exactly to the opposite of that. Uh, Peter, one of the last things that he wrote by inspiration in 2 Peter chapter 3, warned against those who would wrongly interpret mm-hmm. the Scripture and twist the Scriptures unto their own destruction. Yeah. And then he turns to us and he says, but now you guys, you you don't, you don't need to be like that
1: but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. So, you know,
2: uh, for anybody to come along and and say, oh, that's okay. Well, tell me, name one other uh, circumstance in life where that's true, where that works. You see, we want to do God differently than we do anything else. Like a minute ago, you said, well, man, come up and hit a man in the head with a shovel, you know, or whatever. And, you know, sure, that's wrong. Well, is it? Because, you know, again if it doesn't matter what i believe an atheist may say i you know whatever you see what i'm saying mm. i mean uh, you know he didn't have a soul anyway or whatever maybe he deserved it or you know mm. i mean who knows i mean what somebody's going to believe some crazy person may believe he's justified um a calvinist may say well you're
1: predestined to do it you see um and 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 that's a, that's another one that yeah, that, sure. uh, that we that we could discuss and there's oh, there's, there's many the, different facets too well let me
2: say uh, on the on this you know on this uh so i i thought about you know the the uh, the form of government and then the idea of creeds the notion of creeds and councils and catechisms and so on but you, original sin infant baptism you know predestination um uh once saved always saved you know yeah. Salvation by faith along the sinner's prayer. There again, what we're saying is, I mean, we could we could sit here, probably Houston, if we had time, just you and I sitting here talking. I bet we could fill up a sheet of a hundred false doctrines that are commonly taught by people who claim to be Christians. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, how do you how do you deal with that? You know, is 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 where we're at. How do you help people to see it? Because a lot of times it's kind of like uh it's you ever get a backlash in your fishing reel, you know, and and you how do you get that that big tangled mess of fishing line untangled? One knot at a time. It may take a while too. and it does. Sometimes it does. And uh, you know, and listen, and not all false doctrines or, or false, you know, teachings or false understandings are the same. You know, Jesus referred to weightier matters of the law. And there are some things that uh, you might be wrong on, doctrinally speaking, that don't make a, a bit of difference as far as your soul is concerned. And then there are those things that make a tremendous bit of difference. Now, explain that, you see. How does, you know, how does that, how does that work out? Well, I, This is a rule of thumb that I think makes a lot of sense. The more clearly a thing is revealed in Scripture, mm-hmm. the the more seriously we need to take it, and and mm-hmm. and to be sure that we're doing whatever it is that's clearly stated correctly. Um, I've been studying today in Ezekiel, the first chapter of Ezekiel. You know, you've got the uh, the wheels and the uh, cherubim and the wings and the face of an eagle and a, and a man and on and on. And you know you could probably find different interpretations in if you had twenty commentaries you could probably find you know ten or fifteen at least different interpretations of of some of those things. Is that the same as baptism for the remission of sin? If I misinterpret that, does it does it have the same bearing as misinterpreting Acts two thirty eight? Yeah, something that that is as clear as that verse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You know, you think about it, um what we're boiling this thing down to, um what must I do to be saved and what must I do to remain saved? Hmm. You see. And those two fundamental questions I think you're going to find many of your denominations and uh, you know, quite frankly, miss it on either one or both of those questions. And, uh, when you talk about the church and their understanding of the church, of course, that would have to do with what must I do to be saved because the church is the body of Christ. He's, he's the head over the body, which is the fullness of him that fills all in all. And, uh, all spiritual blessings are in Christ in his were taken from the kingdom of darkness and added to the kingdom of God's dear son. Well, if I'm not in the kingdom of his dear son, where am I? But mm-hmm. in the kingdom of darkness. So. You know, obviously, the church plan of salvation, uh, offering acceptable worship to the Lord, you see,
1: and, and living living Andy, the faithful Christian life. Andy, you mentioned a, a few a few of those different or more common um, false doctrines, and if you if you're listening and you happen to believe any one of those, that well, a- ask yourself uh, two two questions. Well, first of all. Does what I believe have any backing in the Bible? Does the Bible actually teach it? The Bible is uh, inspired of God, uh, 2 Timothy 3, mm-hmm. 16. And by that inspiration, meaning that it is God breathed. So this word is literally the, the spoken word of God written down through, uh, written down by man. And so does it is the authority does what you believe. Have any backing in God's word? That's the first question that you need to ask yourself. And then also the second question is, do you actually believe it? You might be going to a a particular church and they hold one of these beliefs. You may not know that they hold one of these beliefs, or you may know that they hold this belief and that you don't uh, particularly see a problem with it. But ask yourself, do you believe this particular doctrine or do you believe what the Bible says? If you've made it to the to the close of, of the podcast, I do appreciate you. Um, uh, I, I hope that you've enjoyed this discussion. I hope that it's been helpful for you. And if you have any questions, then, then you can be sure to email us or find a way. Um, perhaps uh, write a comment up under if, if you're listening to us through Facebook. Um, it, whatever venue you're listening to us on, be sure to, to rate and review or to like and to share. And go sc- check out the Scattered Abroad Network uh, page on Facebook. Be sure to like and share it as well. Uh, we do appreciate you. God bless and have a good day.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at Network at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.